What up, everyone? Pat Mayo here with the quick look for the 2021 Masters on DraftKings. If you want to get the best tools in the game to help you win all the Mondays, two millionaire makers at the Masters on DraftKings, fantasynational.com slash Mayo. Get you 20% off all the tools, all the stats, everything that you need to get yourself the biggest advantage possible. Plus, who likes filling out lineups by hand? Just go generate your lineups. Start the players, hit generate lineups, boom. Well worth it. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. You are listening to this on Fantasy Daily Fantasy Sports, Picks and Bets. The Mix, please rate and review that podcast as well. You can check out the preview with the full-length shows and everything like that over on the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. If you're watching the video version, subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Smash the like button to the video. In the comment section, give me your favorite pricing so far. The first look for the Masters DraftKings pricing. What's a, what's a name that you were just drawn to right away? Because, you know, we got to start parsing out all of this, uh, all the chalk report right now so we can talk ourselves into guys and talk ourselves out of guys. we got tons of time to make really bad decisions for our lineups on DraftKings at the Masters. Also, I created a newsletter. If you join the newsletter, you are eligible to win some Masters gear, $100 giveaways. That's in the description as well right now. So it takes you five seconds. Enter your, your email address and you can win bucks. Or gear. Who doesn't want swag? All you, have, all you have to do is enter. If you win, it's going to be like the biggest ROI of all time because it takes five seconds. It's going to be like at least a hundred bucks, whatever you win. So it's pretty good. Ben Ross is here, by the way, who has not seen the Masters DraftKings pricing yet. I'm sh- sure they're going to make you do this over at Osmo, but you have distinctively not seen the pricing yet. I'm just going to read it out to you and have you react to it. Okay. Yeah. No. This is. Uh, I didn't even know it was. It was live. You told me, and uh, I'm excited to hear this. Okay. So, Dustin Johnson, most expensive player. He is $11,500. Rom is 11000 Bryson's 10-8. JT is 10-6. Rory is 10-2. Xander, $10,000 even. Just first thing you think about when you hear that, who's the good price? Uh, JT would be where I would be drawn. Not Rory at 10-2? I, I mean, Rory is go. I Listen, I'm... I've been waiting. I'm playing Rory. There's no doubt about it. I think that's where he should be priced, though. I mean, he showed a little at the match play, but still expectations are a little a little lower at this point. And then there's Xander, who, of course, feels overpriced. He'll be 40 percent owned. Uh, and he'll and come just a question of if he. Yeah. Third <laughs> or second. Um, that's really what we're dealing with. And then do you I know we're going to get into plenty of masters things. Do you worry about this like potential baby situation with Rom? Little bit, but I mean, the baby swag won me all the money back in the day with Danny Willett. Maybe that's exactly what Rom needs to kick his ass and go okay. win a major. See, there you go. Because what he's you said over eleven thousand, right? Yeah, you know he's even eleven thousand. Dustin's Dustin's at eleven five. Do you think that people? I think that there's going to be a group mindset that like, oh, Dustin's not playing well right now. He's basically Rory. Like, no one's going to play Dustin. Then we just look, and Dustin's like the highest owned guy. I think yeah, and I think particularly. Um, maybe in a very large field, lower dollar, maybe not as much, but as you get up there, people are going to play Dustin. Um, you know, he withdrew from Valero and I think that still is, is not going to move the needle enough. He's, he's still going to be very, very popular. Yeah. There's still going to be one name added potentially 
into this field. If someone is not qualified yet and wins Valero, they will get their pricing updated on Monday, I believe. So you have to check back for that. Thomas or Dustin feels like the highest owned to me, or Xander. That leaves Bryson, Rom, and Rory. Do you think people will be off Bryson because of what happened at Augusta in November? Maybe this is just me. That feels like so long ago. Um, it does. And since then, it, I like. I truly think that any any residual from that has been washed away. When people think of Bryson, they think him hitting over the lake. Now, like that's that's just the new memory right now. So he does feel, I think, a little overpriced, and he, he was like third, right? Yeah. Um, but I I would tend to say that. Most people go to JT, but all these guys, as usual, will carry ownership, of course. Yeah, Rory strikes me as probably the one that people will get pensive about, but then everyone will talk about how no one's owning Rory, then Rory will end up 17%. This always happens with Rory. Every it's a, Talk about a tradition like unlike any other. Um, and then he's hidden in the azaleas. I, well, it's listen, funny. It's, like Three players, the past three masters, have two top five finishes, I think it is, and it's Rory, Dustin, and Cam Smith. So he's still good. Cam, it's Cam Smith, of course. Why wouldn't it be Cam Smith? Um, yeah, listen, Rory, the course is made for him. It's going to happen eventually. Uh, and maybe the recent form is overblown. Obviously, he's working through some things with the swing. There's no doubt. But can he conjure it up for, for four days? I would say yes. The 9Ks, it starts with Cantley. He's 98. Then Morikawa, mm-hmm. Spieth, Reed, Brooks, Finau, Webb Simpson. That, that's dicey. Spieth might be the highest-owned player at the Masters, especially if he has a good week at Valero. Only 9400 bucks. The Masters, people want to... He's already down to like 12-1 to 1 to win the Masters, so everyone's going to play him on DraftKings. I don't... And I'm part of this. I don't love Morikawa at the Masters, but every time that people just get off Morikawa, he wins. I think the move is Brooks. If Brooks plays, that just gamble that his knee's okay and play him. Yeah, it's... Uh... It, what's his that's what i was of course going to ask like everyone um is he even playing but we don't know no, yeah what about i mean the formula that i mean of course i'm biased but reed patrick reed was in there right yeah he's 93 so can you describe your six-figure win at the masters with patrick reed for people who may not know yeah i mean that was a formula that i, I think a lot of people they looked at Reed's course history and they weren't really there. And this is a guy that I always feel is a little under owned and under kind of respected because people don't like him. So I leveraged with him and I had Rory around him and some other guys that were able to, to hang in and, and Reed obviously got it done led to a breakthrough for me. And, and I, of course he's a little more priced up now, but I think that concept still holds. Like if he's around, you know, if he's sandwiched or near Morikawa and Cantley and those guys, uh, Reed is someone who can win. He gets it done. Um, and his form to me is not really relevant. He just gets going. He's a, he's a true grinder. How much stock do you think you were going to put into that November masters? Cause I'm already hearing rumors that it's so fast and so firm right now that it might be the fastest greens and the firmest greens that the masters has ever had just hyperbole. Cause no one's there yet, mm-hmm. but are you going to put stock into like, when you go back and look at like tiger is such an outlier with his win in 2019. But if you go back and look at all the other past champions when it's held in April, and even last year, like it's generally the 
the winner of the Masters is a top 30 or top 20 player in the world. Uh, even Danny Willett was. People kind of forget that because the odds were so big, but just he was at that point because he'd been playing so well. That's the reason that people were betting him. The books just didn't catch up in time. And then you have, they probably have won somewhere in the calendar year already or have like multiple top tens in the, like the month and a half previous to coming in. Like, do you think that holds true? Because I'm looking at last year's Masters, and that's kind of the other one. Like, basically a top 30 at the Masters before is a place to look. And, you know, Reed was 10th, Connors was 10th, Webb Simpson was 10th. Like, Connors will be popular. I don't think Webb Simpson will be popular at all. Was he even, did you even mention his price yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe he was 9,000 even. Uh, no. Yeah, no, yeah, he is 9,000 even. Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Masters, you can do a lot of, you know, different types of builds, rising and soft, but there's a lot of guys uh, who who have, you know, they, they haven't broken through, but I kind of like that. I think getting some experience, I mean, Reed, of course, has one, but you've got guys like that. Cantlay, of course, you know, he's been pretty close. He was fine in the November one. Um, I, I don't mind it. And, I, and most of these guys aren't playing. So Spieth is one of the few that I think some things will shift depending on how he plays at Valero. Yeah. And that's the same, like Scheffler is in the $8,000 region. He's 8,400 bucks. Like if he and or Finau top three at Valero, like their ownership is going to spike through the roof or, or, or even Hideki who's or 80, that, yeah, who's 83. Absolutely. Because I think people will be on Scheffler either way. He had a good Masters. He's coming off a good match play. But, like, Hatton is 89. Westwood is 88. I can't imagine West. people are going to use those two guys. Westwood is 88. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't. Every time I say this, he follows it up with another fantastic performance. But that seems a little much. Where is Hovland? Hovland is next. He's 87. I like Hovland a lot here. It's funny because I, li- I yeah. like Morikawa more than I like Hovland. I just think that Hovland's game and even Neiman's game is far more tailored for Augusta than maybe Morikawa's is. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Hovland is someone I certainly will have uh, taking a close look at. And yeah, there's it's going to be, listen, it's it's the Masters. You're going to have soft pricing. You're going to have a, your teams are going to look great. We'll see what the conditions are. I'm more tending to to look at the historic than than this November one we got last uh, last year. So, uh, M is 86, Berger is 85, Scheffler, Matsuyama, Cam Smith, Fitzpatrick, and then Tommy Fleetwood at 8,000. Weird pricing for Fleetwood. Like he shows life and then he just absolutely gags. It's, it's tough with him because they like the upper sevens is loaded with guys that I, I everyone's going to want to play. <laughs> I was going to say, so like you've read off the eights and I'm trying to think in my mind of who you haven't mentioned. Uh, there's a lot of guys that I thought you would have mentioned already, to be honest. Well, it's funny because if we go to the upper sevens, like you could play a team of these first six guys and not feel bad about your team. Sergio, Bubba, Casey, Scott, Day, Louie are the next six guys. Yeah, so all guys that I play dangerously frequently. You haven't even said Neiman yet, right? Neiman is next. He's 74. Huh. Answer 74. Okay. Zalateros is 73. English Justin Rose is 72. No idea if he's going to play or not. Billy Ho is 72. Wolf and Homa are 71. Molinari, Vic Perez, and Shane Lowry are all 7,000. I mean, this is why conceivably, I mean, uh, I want to look at the pricing, of course, and see what's what, but it, it seems like you you could certainly start with a couple of guys up top and find very playable guys even down here no problem just trying to think neiman has played the masters but he played it as an amateur 
I have that right, I think. Now I have to go look at he, it. Did he play it in November? No. No, he I don't I don't believe he qualified. Him and Berger were the two that didn't qualify for the Masters, despite should have having been in the Masters based on their play like post COVID break, but they hadn't yep. qualified at the end of March. So we didn't see them last time around. Uh Hovland wasn't in either, was he? No, he definitely wasn't. No, but Hovland played as an amateur and he was the low amateur. I think Neiman was as well. I just remember being enamored with Neiman the year that he was at the Masters. Um, only because like it was just like, oh shit, like this guy's actually pretty good. Let's see, Dell Technologies, 2019 Valero Texas Open. How far back can I go with him? Oh geez, he has Neiman has stats and like results dating back to 2004. Yeah, when he was like 12. He missed the cut before... at the Masters in 2018. So he has played it before, but it was as an amateur. He has not played it as a professional as of yet. So that's interesting to see. Hmm. I mean, he's, I'm a huge long-term buy because Neiman is still in his early 20s, plenty of experience. He's going to be just fine at Augusta for many, many years. What do you make of that, like, Bubba, Cam Smith, Sergio, Casey, Scott, Day? One of those guys is going to be in the mix. Can you, can you just no please doubt tell me, about it. Can you just please tell me which one it's going to be? It's going to be Paul Casey, um, who in theory does some good things. He was on, I mean, again, biased. He was on that Reed team. Um, I loved him at the players. I was absolutely convinced he was going to win. And I thought he got a raw deal, to be honest. It was his own doing. It was just, uh, he's playing very well. And if he's sub 8K, I will be going there for sure. You want to know the most hilarious price on the board? I think this is it. Let's see. Ian Woosnam. No, 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 no. It is not Ian Woosnam. Ian Woosnam is... Um, oh, he's not playing. Okay, well. well sorry, guy. Uh, at $6,200, we have... Let's see here. Brendan Todd, someone named... I think this is an amateur. Tyler Strafasi. Um, Brian Gay is $6,200. So is Henrik Stenson. He's $100 Maybe. more than Langer and Couples. Maybe he'll win at Valero and then he'll be like 50. Per- so if hypothetically, this would never happen, but say Stenson won at Valero. How popular do you think he would be? Oh my God. 50% owned. <laughs> I would kill. I would pay so much money for that to happen. That would make the masters maybe the most profitable tournament ever. Oh man. Yeah. It's just amazing how locking in pricing early can really dictate if something outlier like that happened. So straight up, I think Spieth probably generates the most ownership based on his price point and just overall popularity. I think Connors might be second, unless he completely bombs at Valero. He's 6900 bucks. He's playing great. He has a great master's track record, and he's cheap. That is the perfect formula. Absolutely. And, and yeah, he was great in the November version. Everything, there's really no red flags in the price. He's going to fit every type of build, so... No doubt that ownership will amass with Corey Connors. I think I can get behind Leishman at the same price. He's 69. Fratelli okay. also played well at that November Masters, too. He's 67. Yeah, I mean, Fratelli does. He can get crazy hot. Um, where's Phil? Is he down with the, uh, the creative player, whoever you said, Tyler? He, he's slightly more than him. Phil is 6,600 bucks. Are you, are you digging... Like you could dig, no. you could dig Phil at sixty six, but like Stewart Sink is sixty one hundred. Like Stewart Sink's not bad. 
No, I mean, the Masters is always an interesting field because it's such an easy cut to make. And then you've got a handful. I, I like I said, I don't know if, if Woosden's not playing, I assume some of those guys who have like virtually no chance are playing and then it, it really shrinks it. So if you can get a, a regular tour player down there, it's not the worst idea. Uh, Sink last played in the Masters in 2019, missed the cut. It was 2014 before that, but he had a nice run, 50th, 25th, 14th. And obviously this is, I mean, he's, it's funny that he hasn't qualified for the Masters just once in the past six years because it feels like the entire time that we've been playing DraftKings, Stuart Sink has been a value at $6,700 like the entire time. Yeah, I mean, him and, he. it also seems like him and Kevin Na win like 25% of the events on tour somehow. Uh, so it's like they should have been in this event many, many times over. But I don't know if you'll need to go that low. But again, if he's down there with like Sandy Lyle-esque players or whoever. He he, he's, the, he's the same price as Mike Weir in O. Osborne. O. Osborne. Who? That's yeah. certainly not a former Masters champ. No. Uh, uh, VJ is the same price. Langer, Couples, the same price. He's a he's $100 more than Herman and Olaf Abel. Ah, Olaf Abel. There you go. O. Osborne. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to do some research. But yeah, those guys are not really playable and Stewart think at least is in theory playable do we take a shot on bobby mack sixty seven hundred dollars masters in here. Ma- masters debut i i didn't follow my own advice at the match play where i said this course really sets up for lefties really well and then of course all three lefties make it out of the group stage like the masters sets up for lefties bobby mack is a big hitting lefty i think it's more advantageous for him at this course because he's a bomber rather than someone like brian Harmon for example, but 6,500 bucks ain't bad. 65. Yeah. I mean, that's something you're going to, again, at any tournament, no matter what you're talking about, you're going to have to do something that's a little against the grain. And he's a guy, it would it be shocking for him to struggle first time out there. No, but I think he's got some upside. I guess champ would be another one. Uh, he's, I assume somewhere in the sixes. Yeah. He's 66, 66. Okay. So like, depending on maybe he flashes some form at Valero that would have me maybe feeling a little better about going to someone like champ who of course can be quite aggressive. Hmm. Kokrak Leishman. I mean, I guess I'm thinking, I don't know where like the narrative is at at, with him now and maybe his Valero will kind of dictate this, but Kucher is $6,800. Yeah. Kucher. I mean, there was a time not that long ago where Kucher would be like, I don't know, maybe like mid sevens. And he was the freest of squares at Augusta every year. Um, now, I think you can consider stuff like that. I mean, these guys, I did that last year in, no, in the November Masters with like Ian Poulter types. Uh, and I got caught up doing it with Kisner, which did not work. But I, obviously, if Kuchar finds some form sub seven, he could be a, a building block, maybe even cash. People will go there if he shows a lot of form coming off what is an uptick. I know this is probably not a great cash strategy, but can I interest you in a player in the $6,000 level who's never, in the past three years, has made the cut each time with the 24th, 21st, and 34th at Augusta National? Sounds like something I'd be interested in. And if he wins, he doesn't have to go to the military? Ooh, so he's Korean. Woo! There he is. He was on my November Masters team, and he played pretty well. It's a nice spot for him, especially if he kind of fails at Valero a little bit. Like, 
know, are, are, are you really going to get sucked into Siwoo Kim? Oh, you know, he can't play well a week after he WDs at Valero or whatever the fuck happens with him. Like, yeah, I would hope he, he plays bad. Yeah, you don't really look into it, but he kind of fits the narrative of the players that you want made the cut at the masters the year before he's already won on tour this season he has a little bit of augusta pedigree and when you look at what he does well when he's going well it's amongst like the best in the world no doubt about it i mean like i said i targeted him in november and i i was pretty happy with how he played i didn't think it was bad he's won i mean this is a guy who dominated the players we know he can get it done Trying to think of other, I'm looking at right now the the results of the 2020, you know, the November one. Um, where's what about like what about Munoz? Oh, poor Munoz broke my heart. There's a few of them. <laughs> I had him t- uh, 2,500 to one plus in each way, and I was like, just hold on to that top five, Seb. He couldn't do it, but it was a nice effort uh, on his behalf. Like him, Pan was really good at the November Masters somehow. Oh yeah, I forgot he, about that. An- answer was really good until the final day. Like there's a couple guys that popped out. I, the only one that I would really buy into long term, I think, of just like the random people that popped up. And maybe they'll look like Cam Smith. Obviously, there's something about this course that he can get around with. It fits his eye really well. I, I'm just kind of there with Sung Jay as well. He came second at the Masters. I don't see why this would be any different. Yeah, Sung Jay is just a well-rounded player apt to, you know, there's no real conditions that I think are a red flag for him. So I'm in line there, I think. I think you kind of described it right off the top. Brooks is one of the many questions we're going to need answers to if he's in, if he's out. Uh, I rarely, if ever, play Brooks in majors, but that's because he's over-owned. I would probably take a strong look at rolling the dice if he is in. The last one, uh, 13th of the Masters in last time around, 46th before that, miscut, 55th, 12th, 59th, 12th. So maybe he's due for a miscut or a 55th, apparently. Kevin Na, also in the sixes. Yeah, everyone, I guess everyone hates, like, what was the, uh, I saw Kevin Na making waves on in during the match play causing a ruckus yeah i was on team kevin now with it but that's me i yeah i i didn't even know i saw a little of it i wasn't even paying attention but kevin now is a guy that when he he to me he wins more i just said this he wins more than he should he can he can do it in a different way i don't particularly like him but uh at, at the same time he's got experience around here and he can if he makes the cut a lot of times you're just looking to not screw it up because the masters you know that mid-tier can certainly win i wouldn't be stunned if you know that type of player ends up wearing the green jacket all right well i'm happy i was able to talk this through with you i at least have i have a better sense of the pricing now i think of what i want to do yeah i mean i'm excited to look uh i you know i retained most of it but i'm still like wait where is this guy um but Xander, that's I already know that's going to be a problem, no matter what I do. Can we just have one of these weeks where he misses the fucking cut, please? Oh, he he just did. You know why? Oh, yeah, I used him that I, week too. Players, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. I was oh Xander, this is this is the spot. Weren't <laughs> weren't. Um, I don't know what to make of him. It's truly a, a problem. But at the Masters, you always run into that. There's a lot of strong players, and we'll have to sort through it. Do you think you'll get to Spieth? If he misses the cut this week and it's not something like if he had say like an ice cold putting performance, I probably, I don't know. I mean, there was like back in the day, we've been doing these shows for a while. You used to say, even when you just play speed at Augusta, just do it. Um, do you think you'll get to him? Thinking about it. Yeah, it's tempting. I mean, he's been great. 
use I played him at the players. He's gonna be awesome. The, he's gonna be the highest owned guy, and I, I I think that just that is sort of a steadfast rule. Like it is Augusta play Jordan Spieth. That, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens. Like, God, what if he? He's another one. What if he wins at Valero? I don't think it's really going to affect that much, to tell you the truth. Like I say, unless he withdraws with an injury, it's not going to affect his ownership. Like he's so he's so cheap because he's not for one thing. He's ninety four hundred dollars. Like he's expensive. But in people's minds, like the general public who are entering the Millionaire Maker tournament, be like Jordan Spieth should be eleven thousand dollars. Like what's going yeah. on here? It's true. Um, and when you play him, you could take five other guys that you know, uh, and that of course is appealing to people. So. I totally get it, and I'm not ruling it out. I just – I tend not to do that, uh, particularly with, like, the 9K range. Webb Simpson. I think that might be the one. $9,000, former major winner. We know he can putt. Just go have a week, Webb. And he's not the skill set that I like for the Masters at all. <laughs> no, he's – I mean, I don't think he's the ideal skill set, but – I could I could get on that. I'm not a I'm not a guy who plays Webb a lot, but the, these are the type of situations I tend to play him. The ownership I don't think will be there. The price is very appealing, and he's a world class player. There's no doubt about it. Trying to work through my lineup now. So, Webb, Patrick Reed, Webb, Reed, Hovland, Sungjae, see, woo, and then Neiman. you probably still have a pretty good amount of salary. Yeah, I'd probably still have like an upper sevens. Like Bubba, let's go. Paul Casey. That that'll be that is what it's gonna come down. I'll let you know who I don't take between those two, Bubba and Paul Casey. But uh, I'll probably lean, I'll probably lean Bubba. There's a lot of options right there. Or you could take Louie and just potentially not even uh, get ne- off the ne- runway. Never take Louie. It never happens. I don't know why That's either. Smart. I mean you value your mental health and I respect that. It's right. uh times are tough. All right, well, hopefully we didn't blow the entire DraftKings show for next week, but we'll get, Rick, <laughs> yeah. we'll get Rick on the line. The three of us will bang it out. That'll be coming up. You can subscribe to the newsletter to find out when that's actually dropping because we hope we can, might be able to get it out a little bit early for people in the week. Uh, and what you got going on over at Osmo right now? Yeah, obviously it's a great time, particularly in the golf world, of course, with baseball and basketball. The, the team has you covered. But in my world, we've got PGA. And if you want to just come over just for the week, we have weekly passes, awesomeone.com slash join. You get the ownership, the projections, all of Alex's tools, all that premium content. So we'd love to have you guys stop in, even if it's just for the week. Uh, and for me, if you want the most customizable stat engine on the planet, plus all the tools, fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off. Also a brand new one and done, Ben. Something, something for you to join. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So I, I haven't tweeted it out yet, but you can find the link to that in the description of this video and pod. Uh, it's 1,100 spots, $100 to play, Masters to British Open, one and done, 17 events. Fun. I need that because I was doing all right, and then I seemingly somehow forgot to set my lineup for the players. That was very dumb. Yeah, it happens. You have, it happens. To, you have to subscribe to the text alerts. I'm going to do that for this one. Smart, smart going. Uh, Rate and review the show, smash the like, and give me your favorite pricing for the Masters in the comment section. That'll do it for me. Thank you for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!